Sermon 19 of Leo the Great, Bishop of Rome. Translated by Charles Let Felto. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 19 on the fast of the tenth month 8. 1. Self-restraint leads to higher enjoyments. When the Savior would instruct his disciples about the advent of God's kingdom and the end of the world's times, and teach his whole church in the person of the apostles, he said, Take heed, lest haply your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And assuredly, dearly beloved, we acknowledge that this precept applies more especially to us, to whom undoubtedly the day denounced is near, even though hidden. For the advent of which it behooves every man to prepare himself, lest it find him given over to gluttony or entangled in cares of this life. For by daily experience, beloved, it is proved that the mind's edge is blunted by overindulgence of the flesh, and the heart's vigor is dulled by excess of food, so that the delights of eating are even opposed to the health of the body, unless reasonable moderation withstand the temptation, and the consideration of future discomfort keep us from the pleasure. For although the flesh desires nothing without the soul, and receives its sensations from the same source, as it receives its motions also. Yet it is the function of the same soul to deny certain things to the body which is subject to it, and by its inner judgment to restrain the outer parts from things unseasonable, in order that it may be the oftener free from bodily lusts, and have leisure for divine wisdom in the palace of the mind. Where away from all the noise of earthly cares, it may in silence enjoy holy meditation and eternal delights. And although this is difficult to maintain in this life, yet the attempt can frequently be renewed, in order that we may the oftener and longer be occupied with spiritual rather than fleshly cares, and by our spending ever greater portions of our time on higher cares, even our temporal actions may end in gaining the incorruptible riches. 2. The teaching of the four yearly fasts is that spiritual self-restraint is as necessary as corporeal. This profitable observance, dearly beloved, is especially laid down for the fasts of the Church, which, in accordance with the Holy Spirit's teaching, are so distributed over the whole year, that the law of abstinence may be kept before us at all times. Accordingly, we keep the spring fast in Lent, the summer fast at Whitsuntide, the autumn fast in the seventh month, and the winter fast in this which is the tenth month, knowing that there is nothing unconnected with the divine commands, and that all the elements serve the word of God to our instruction, so that from the very hinges on which the world turns as if by four Gospels, we learn unceasingly what to preach and what to do. For when the prophet says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork, day unto day uttereth speech, and night showeth knowledge. What is there by which the truth does not speak to us? By day and by night his voice is heard, and the beauty of the things made by the workmanship of the one God ceases not to instill the teachings of reason into our heart's ears, so that the invisible things of God may be perceived and seen through the things which are made, and men may serve their Creator of all, 
not his creatures. Since, therefore, all vices are destroyed by self-restraint, and whatever avarice thirsts for, pride strives for, luxury lusts after, is overcome by the solid force of this virtue, who can fail to understand the aid which is given us by fastings? For therein we are bidden to restrain ourselves not only in food, but also in all carnal desires. Otherwise it is lost labor to endure hunger, and yet not put away wrong wishes. To afflict oneself by curtailing food, and yet not to flee from sinful thoughts. That is a carnal, not a spiritual fast, where the body only is stinted and those things persisted in which are more harmful than all delights. What profit is it to the soul to act outwardly as mistress, and inwardly to be a captive and a slave, to issue orders to the limbs, and to lose the right to her own liberty? What soul, for the most part, and deservedly, meets with rebellion in her servant, which does not pay to God the service that is due? When the body therefore fasts from food, let the mind fast from vices, and pass judgment upon all earthly cares and desires, according to the law of its king. 3. Thus fasting in mind as well as body, and giving alms freely, we shall win God's highest favor. Let us remember that we owe love first to God, secondly to our neighbor, and that all our affections must be so regulated as not to draw us away from the worship of God, or the benefiting our fellow-slave. But how shall we worship God, unless that which is pleasing to Him is also pleasing to us? For if our will is His will, our weakness will receive strength from Him, from whom the very will came. For it is God, as the Apostle says, who worketh in us both to will and to do for His good pleasure. And so a man will not be puffed up with pride, nor crushed with despair, if he uses the gifts which God gave to his glory, and withholds his inclinations from those things which he knows will harm him. For in abstaining from malicious envy, from luxurious and dissolute living, from the perturbations of anger, from the lust after vengeance, he will be made pure and holy by true fasting, and will be fed upon pleasures of incorruptible delights, and so he will know how, by the spiritual use of his earthly riches, to transform them into heavenly treasures, not by hoarding up for himself what he has received, but by gaining a hundredfold on what he gives. And hence we warn you, beloved, in fatherly affection, to make this winter fast fruitful to yourselves by bounteous alms, rejoicing that by you the Lord feeds and clothes his poor, to whom assuredly he could have given the possessions which he has bestowed on you, had he not in his unspeakable mercy wished to justify them for their patient labor, and you for your works of love. Let us therefore fast on Wednesday and Friday, and on Saturday keep vigil with the most blessed Apostle Peter, and he will deign to assist with his own prayers our supplications and fastings and alms, which our Lord Jesus Christ presents, who, with the Father and the Holy Ghost, lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. End of Sermon 19